If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you on a very exciting day. This exciting day is Thursday morning because tonight we have football. We have NFL football going on, kicking off the season tonight with the Houston Texans visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know about you all. I'm excited to have football back. I can't wait. Uh, yes, it's not the Steelers. Unfortunately, we have to wait all the way to Monday until we get them. But you know what? It is better than nothing. So I am just ecstatic that Steeler football was going to be happening. So before I get into the show's topic today, I want to talk about something from last week. Um to clarify something that actually has come up since this has happened. And last week I talked about the compensatory draft and how that worked and really poured into what's going on with the Steelers in that regard. The reason I wanted to bring it up is as I was continuing to do more research, I stumbled across something from one of the guys at overthecap.com that uh, they brought up something I, I never entered my mind. It never entered my mind in all the times I read over the the um, the, the new collective bargaining agreement, looking at the stuff dealing with, comp- with the compensatory draft. And I'm like, wait a second, that can't be right. And I went back and I, I reread it five or six more times after seeing this. And there's something that's missing. And it's not very clear, 
So you have to make an assumption. And what's missing is last year, the Steelers had to, had to release Dante Moncrief um, before week 11, but you know, they had through week 10 um, in order for that, for him to no longer count as part of the compensatory draft. That date is not set in the new CBA. There is not a date that says that uh, once a player is on the, on the roster through week 10, like it, like it had, had been the rule before. So in all the clarification that they did, that was omitted. I just assumed it was the same date. It might not be. It might be that once that date hits um, of the, the, the Monday after the NFL draft, those players, even if they're cut still might count. Now, that's one interpretation of it because it's not laid out any other way. Another interpretation is it does say that whenever they're looking at players in the future or sorry, at the end of the season, that it said looking at all compensatory free agents and all players on NFL rosters at the end of the season, maybe the date's the end of the season. I doubt that, um, that, that, you know, someone could get dropped in week 17 and no longer count count towards the compensatory formula because teams that their season is over would really have no incentive um, to, to keep players in order to try to get more draft picks. So it very well could be that Sean Davis will continue to count for the, you know, as a loss for the Steelers, even though he's on their team. Um, if that's the case, I don't think the snaps, um, that percentage thing that I talked about last week um, would count if they aren't for the team that picked him up. But th- that there's still some more big question marks with that, that I thought I tried to give as much clarity as possible, only to find out there are still more questions to be asked. And it's not very, very clear in the new CBA. So maybe time will tell with some interpretation with that. And if I find out any more, I will update you here on this podcast. So what I'm going to do this time, um, this is quite an interesting topic. This is a question that I got uh, from Jeremy, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. I think it's Crewalt. Um, I might have completely butchered that. He's from Sydney, Australia, and he wanted to know about the increase um, in the time for the Steelers' offense to be on the field in 2020. That he thinks it could go up as much as three or four minutes a game, and because of that, he was wondering if that would change things with the expectations on the defense, meaning they're not going to be in the field as much. They're not going to have as many snaps. Um, And some of the things that we think that we might see from the defense, we might not, because if they're not on the field as much, it's going to be difficult. Um, Although he says it would be better, of course, you know, if the defense isn't as tired of the fourth quarter. So he was just asking about that and what it came down to time. And bottom line is, the Steelers need to have time on their side. We've talked about this. I've talked about this in many different podcasts across our, our platform that time of possession is such a key statistic. Now, it's a key statistic in determining what already happened, not it's it's cause and effect, cause and effect. The, the time of possession is not a cause. It's an effect. It's an effect of are the Steelers being effective on offense. So if they're not, and they're not in in the lead in a game, and they're not trying to you know run out the clock and things like that, your time of possession suffers. So time of possession is a 
big measuring stick, which only is answering the question why. It's not like a team goes into the game, oh, we need to make sure our time of possession is at least 31 minutes. You know, you want to do that, but you only want to do that because you're winning. It's it's a byproduct. So I don't want to sit here and dissect time of possession because it's all about how the team is playing. But there are other things that can help add to this time of possession. So it's something that I broke down to see how it's going to look. Um, looking at 2019, comparing it to 2018, it was a lot to look up. So I didn't go to, I didn't go beyond past 2018 and to see what can the Steelers do this year as they get ready to take on the New York football giants on Monday night football. If you can't tell, I'm really excited about this. Uh, before I do, I do want to make sure that I'm telling people that are listening to these podcasts, go in, give us that five-star rating if you're if you're listening in the appropriate format or or whatever it is. If you like what you're hearing, it's going to help us out. It's going to help you get, you know, find more of our podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our channels and all those things. That's one thing. Another thing, make sure if you haven't, Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and somewhere towards the top, look for the BTSC contest article for winning a signed Marquise Pouncey football. It's a survivor league. You just have to pick one game each week. You have until Sunday at, I'll say, 12.59 p.m. to get into the league and make your pick to be eligible for this football. It's free. It costs nothing for a Yahoo ID. It costs nothing to get in this. And if you're the last one standing, you'll be the one who wins the signed Marquise Pouncey football. We are on to, I think we are currently in our third league, you know, but we're going to be adding more leagues more and more as they get filled. So get in there, tell your Steeler friends to get in there, get signed up and have a chance to win that football. So now that we got that, let's dive into these numbers here with when it comes to maximizing the offense being on the field, which will help with the defense. But before I get into that, something that was brought up in the question that I think is very important to talk about is, does the defense not being on the field as long, was it going to hurt them when you're talking about some of these key statistics, such as, I'm thinking, sacks, takeaways, you know, two items that the Steelers led the league in last year? Personally, I don't think so. I don't think the uh, the decreased time on the field is going to hurt those things. In fact, I think it's going to help because it's a chain reaction thing. If the Steelers are winning the time of possession, chances are they're winning the game. If the Steelers are winning the game, that means they're playing ahead, which means their opponent is playing from behind. If your opponent is playing from behind, that means... They are limited in what they can do, especially as the game goes on. If you have a lead and it's in the, especially in the second half and late in the second half, the team doesn't have the luxury of just sitting back and running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. If it's going to be more obvious that the team is in a passing situation, that's going to, A, give your pass rush more of the opportunity to just, you know, Get to the quarterback. Just know that that's what you're going at. You're going after the quarterback. Get after him. That's going to give you more of a chance for sacks. 
And also, it's going to give you more of a chance for turnovers because if they're creating that pressure, then it's tougher for the quarterback to make a wise decision. He has to make it more quickly. If he's not going to be sacked, he could be forced into a bad throw. So right there, I think less time on the field for the defense could be due to a game situation that's going to make it more likely for them to get sacks and turnovers. Um, I don't know if you all agree with that or not, but that's just the way that I've always looked at it, you know, coming at it from a, from a former coach's standpoint that, you know, you, you want your offense on the field more and you're like, oh, well, it's less chance for your defense to make a play. Well, you know what? Your defense is going to have a chance to make their plays, especially if you have a better idea what the offense is going to do. Um, think about it. The Steelers, if you know, when you're trailing games, the team's going to be running the ball. You're not going to get a chance for sacks. So that if the other team has a greater time of possession, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to, you know, that means you have more chances to sack the quarterback. Chances are you're going to have less um, because the team would be running the ball. So let's look at this. Let's look at a, a key thing that I looked at from the from the 2019 Steelers. And I looked at individual drives. The Steelers had 185 drives, according to ProReference.com. Now, this even included, I, I didn't take them out because I didn't want to, sometimes it could get tricky. This even included drives that were kneel downs. To kneel down at the end of the half or at the end of the game. Everything's included. 185 drives. The average length of those drives was two minutes and 28 seconds, which was, what is at 17 seconds less than the year before. Um, that was their average, average drive. So what made these drives so short? Well, first of all, out of those 185 drives, 74 of them ended in punts. 74 ended in punts, just in total. That's just throwing it out there for you. But out of those 185 drives, 79 of those drives were three plays or less. Let me repeat that again. 79 of those drives were three plays or less. Now, to define that, a three-play drive can conclude with a punt. Because the, the play that is considered a punt is considered a change of possession play, a design change of possession play. So as it, it being the fourth play doesn't cut this down. Now, if you're talking about a field goal, if, if a team gets the ball, if the Steelers get the ball, um, let's say like they did in week three against San Francisco, they were already in field goal range. They ran three plays, did not get a first down and kicked the field goal. That was a four-play drive. So that's not even included in this. So but we'll, we'll address that when I actually go to break these down to tell you what those extra ones were. Um, so I took those three-play drives. You know, some of them are ending for good reasons, you know, like the end of the game or the end of the half and kneel down. Some of them are ending for, for bad reasons, such as a turnover. But other ones ended in other good reasons, such as scoring points, like a touchdown. Um, and then, of course, you have your punts. So out of those 79 drives, seven of them in 2019 ended in a touchdown. The Steelers' shortest drive on the season was a three-second drive in week two 
when they got the turnover at the three-yard line and on the very next play, Mason Rudolph hit Vance McDonald for a touchdown. That was the shortest drive of the season. That's a good drive. That's a good short drive for a good reason. Okay, seven touchdowns out of 79. One field goal. But I know you're probably saying, well, well, Dave, I thought you were saying that, you know, three plays in a field goal is a three-play drive. That's correct. It was two plays in a field goal because it was the end of a half. Um, that happened in 2019. That's so that's why one of those drives did. But to let you know how many times the Steelers had three plays in a field goal in 2019, just so you know, it was four times. Four times that happened. Um, where they did where they ran four plays and kicked a field goal. Doesn't mean they didn't get any, you know, it could have been another one of those end of game, end of half situations where it was um where where they did get a first down and then had to kick the field goal because they were out of time. But uh I don't think that was the case. So let's get back to it. Out of those 79 drives, three of them ended in safeties. Three of them ended in safeties, less than three plays. And it was a safety. 14 of those drives ended in turnovers. Okay. 12 of them were end of game drives or end of half drives where, where, where the, the clock expired at the end of the half or the end of the game. And 42 times the Steelers had a drive of less than or of three plays or less and punted the ball. That is a lot of three and outs. So before we dive into what these numbers mean, we're going to take a quick break here and come back and say, Hey, how does this really compare to the year before? And what can we expect from the Steelers this year? And, and some other things with these numbers to see how they could improve. So uh, stick around and we'll be back right after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And we are back with the Steelers Stat Geek. This is Dave Schofield, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, talking to you about some of the things that factor into time of possession and how that could affect the Steelers in 2020. Um, the, the question that I said came from, um, now I got to remember who it was from, came from, from Jeremy. And I'm pretty sure I said that he was from Sydney, Australia. I can't remember if I said that or not, but I got to make sure I throw that out there. So Jeremy from Sydney that wanted to know about the Steelers having an increased time of possession and, and how it would affect things. So the reason that the Steelers 
struggled with that so far last so bad last year was those 79 drives of three plays or less and 42 of them ended in punts so over half of them were because of a punt so if you want to look at them did they end for bad reasons or for good reasons you got 42 punts 14 turnovers and three safeties so that right there is 59 of the 79 three plays or less drives were bad for a bad reason. You don't want a safety. You don't want a turnover. You don't want a punt. They were very short drives, and that was the result. There were 20 that weren't bad. Seven touchdowns, one field goal, and 12 times where it was ending the half or ending the game. So how does that compare to the year before? Well, the year before, there were 59 drives of three plays or less. So that's already 20 less right there. You know, that's as many drives as what happened, as bad things happened for the Steelers in 2019. So in 2018, there was 59 drives, okay, out of a total of 182. So it was only three less drives in 2018 than in 2019. Okay. And the Steelers had. 10 less punts in 2018 out of 2019. So that right there is going to tell you something. But out of those 59 drives that that were three plays or less in 2018, 10 of them were touchdowns. So that's good. One was a field goal. Um, actually, I, I think it was a missed field goal. It was the so I should say it was a field goal attempt. It was the field goal um against where Chris Boswell slipped against the um against the Oakland Raiders. Um, so let's not talk about that. Um, and But the Steelers only had one other field goal in 2018 where it was three plays and a field goal, uh, you know, compared to four last year. They had no safeties on three plays and out in 2018. They had nine turnovers compared to 14. They had 10 end of half or end of game situations. And they had 29 punts. So... Just under half of those of those drives were three and outs because they were punts um, from 2018. So that's a significant difference from 42 to 29. So 13 more three and outs from the Steelers that they had in 2019. So what what these things do is when you have a three and out, believe it or not, there's a lot of times the Steelers had a three and out where they I got to remember what I was going to say. They had a three and out where they actually had a time of possession more than two minutes. So it still burned some time. Some of those drives were when the Steelers had the lead and they were running the ball. The other team had, had you know, had to burn timeouts or didn't have timeouts and they were turning down the clock and punting the ball to them with not much time left. So sometimes those, those aren't, those aren't terrible, especially if they can churn up some clock. But the other thing I looked at over the last over the last two seasons. So sometimes you could have a, a three-play drive that didn't completely kill your time of possession. How many time how many drives did the Steelers have where their time of possession was under two minutes? Because sometimes that's good when the good things happen, but once again, that can be bad. So in 2019, the Steelers had 90. Almost half of their drives were under two minutes. Out of those 90, 
only eight of them were touchdowns and seven of them were field goals. So they scored on 15 drives out of 90 that were less than two minutes, which means that was one sixth of the time. Um, They had 12 of them, just like before, were end of game situations where it ended the half or ended the game. Their three safeties were in that were also all less than two minute drives. They had 19 turnovers in drives that were less than two minutes. Now you're saying, well, wait a second. They had 14 turnovers on three plays or less. Well, the Steelers might've gotten a couple first downs that were going quick and then had a turnover um, in a drive that was under two minutes. Um, They also had five times where they turned the ball over on downs on a drive that lasted less than two minutes. And they had 36 punts. So out of the 42 three and outs that they had, at least six of them were more than two minutes, two-minute drives um, from last year because the most they had was 36 um, out of the under two minutes, which there could be a punt in there uh, that wasn't a, that wasn't that was more than a three-play drive. So I didn't actually get to look at that specifically. So that's what the Steelers did last year, where the year before they had 78 drives that were under two minutes. But the difference was they had 18 touchdowns, which was more than their eight touchdowns and field and seven field goals combined from last year. So they had 18 touchdowns and two field goal attempts where they were one of two. So they had 20 of those drives that ended in a score or what should have been a score based on the field goal kick versus 15 from last year. So it was more of those drives that were shorter and less of them that produced points. So they were both. They both had um, twelve end of half, end of game situations. Um, then you had the difference in the safeties because there was no safeties in 2018. Um, the Steelers had 15 turnovers on those drives in 2018 versus 19 turnovers in 2019, and only two of them on on downs, and only 29 punts, so seven less punts. When you look at the number of drives and how they equated out with the turnovers and the downs and the punts, they were almost the same percentage-wise. The big difference was all the, the more scoring that the Steelers did in 2018 versus 2019. So this is part of what led to the, to so, to the poor time of possession that the Steelers had in 2019, is that they had too many three and outs and too many really short drives. To kind of put it in perspective, the Steelers' average time of possession last season was 28 minutes and 51 seconds. So that means their opponents were on the field for 31 minutes and 9 seconds. So they lost the time of possession on average for the year. They ranked 27th in the NFL. Now, sometimes this can be deceptive because, look, the the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They were 20th in time of possession, but that's because they were scoring fast. The Steelers, you know, were they really scoring fast? They only had eight touchdowns on drives that lasted under two minutes. That's not anywhere close to what it was with the Kansas City Chiefs. To kind of put this in perspective, this was the Steelers' worst time of possession since 1991. And it was only the second time that the Steelers had a time of possession under the 30 minute mark, you know, which is that basically the halfway mark. You can get a little bit more because of overtime games. Um, but it was only the, the 
between 91 and 2019, the only other time where they were under that 30 minute mark was 2015. So the time of possession was an issue last year, but like I said, it's cause and effect. It's about the Steelers having more productive drives. Even if you're not getting points on the board, at least holding the ball for a while, at least getting some first downs, at least giving your defense a rest, which did not happen enough in 2019. Because if you look at 2018, the Steelers were ninth in the league in time of possession where they had 31 minutes as their time of possession. Um, If you want to look at, okay, well, what's really good? Well, the best time of possession that the Steelers ever had in their hist in their hist well when I say in their history uh this was stats going back to 1983 was as far back as I, as I could get the stats on time of possession uh their best was in 2001 when they had a time of possession of 34 minutes and 44 seconds on average and if you really want to know why if you really want to know why it's because out of since 1983, that was the most rushing yards the Steelers had in a season. They had they had um, 2,774 rushing yards in 2001. So, of course, being able to run the ball helps with your time of possession. But the other thing that also helps is getting completions. If you're getting completions, then the clock is continuing to run and you have that great time of possession. So... What the Steelers really need to do, and this is what Ben Roethlisberger brings back, in my opinion, is you can't just go out three and out, three and out, three and out. You're going to have three and outs. Your defense is going to force three and outs. You're going to have three and outs. You're going to have them in every game. It's just how it goes. The problem is the Steelers, when you're talking 42 punts last year of with three plays or less, that's, that's more than two a game. You know, that's almost, you know, that's that that's more than two and a half a game when you're when you're talking about that. Then you add in the three safeties and the 14 turnovers that that means that, uh, you know, 59. That's over three possessions a game that the offense is basically handing the ball right back to the defense and you can't do that and have success in the NFL. So the that's a key thing for the Steelers to do in 2020. And that is something I think that with, you know, the future Hall of Fame quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger coming back, will give the Steelers is more drives that are that last longer. You've got to get first downs, first downs. You know, even if you're not getting points on the board, you've got to, um, change, you know, you got to flip the field. You got to flip the field. You've got to take bad field position and, and get some first downs in order to create bad field position for the other team. So that's one. You've got to give your defense a rest. That's two. So, and of course, you know, you want to, you want to get those points on the board and be leading in the game. So that's what it really comes down to with this. I don't think this is going to hurt the defense if they're not on the field as much because they're not going to have as much of a chance, they're going to have more of a chance to make plays. Because if you can make an offense one-dimensional by you having the lead, that's just going to make you put your defense in a better situation to get those sacks and to get those turnovers. So with that, I want to make sure that you all know that you can reach out to me in any way possible. Go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You can look for the article that's out with this podcast, and you can type a comment there. You can click on any article. Now, that article was not one that, that I'm the author of. That's Brian Anthony Davis. You can look on any article that 
that has me, Dave Schofield, as the author. You can click on it, and there's a way. There's ways you can contact me via email or Twitter. Ask these stat questions. Bring them to me. Let me know what you all want to hear, and these are the kind of things that we'll discuss. Also, make sure that you are you know, tuning in to all of our family of podcasts. I know you all are probably bummed because you're not here in Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman this morning because, man, that's a fantastic show. Um, also, we've got the Live mic is now another morning show that goes on Tuesdays and plays the retro show, um, which is which is moved to Monday nights. Um, Saturday mornings, you've got to make sure you listen to Steelers Touchdown Under from our, our two blokes in Australia. Um, that, that are bringing us a podcast. And then of course we have all the YouTube shows and we also have some recaps at the end of the days. I know Tuesdays, um, is a recap of, of Mike Thomas press conference, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Usually it's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday for this week is Monday night football, um, of injury reports. So we've got all these podcasts coming at you. Make sure you're, you're checking them out. And I just want to thank you for tuning in this time. Go Steelers. When I come back next week, the Steelers will have played a football game. And hopefully we're talking about a very important number. And that is 1-0. We want to see that the Steelers are 1-0. So thanks for tuning in and geeking out with me. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.